welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to help you be active participants in your daughter's lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. Every week, I bring you guests that are looking at fatherhood in a little bit different way. Sometimes I bring not only a dad, but a daughter too, and that's this week. This week, we're doing just that to be able to gain some perspective and gain some insight from a dad and a daughter that have done some pretty cool things together. So we're going to be uh, talking to both of them today. I am always excited to be able to allow for you to learn from them, but also learn from their journey together. And because that's going to help you to become a better father, be able to be better engaged with your own children as well. Today, we've got Evan Balkin and his daughter, Amelia, with us, and I'm really excited to have them here. Evan, Amelia, thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. I always love to start our conversations with an opportunity to turn the clock back in time. Now, Amelia is a senior this year, so we're going to turn it way back. And Evan, I want you to think all the way back, all the way back to that first moment, that first moment when you found out that you were going to be a dad to a daughter, what was going through your head? I was thrilled, actually. I, I think a lot of, you know, I don't know if this is fair to say, but I think sort of stereotypically, a lot of men, when given the choice, would prefer, not prefer, but, you know, would say, I would just as soon have a son. You kind of picture that that person being like you in some regards. I always wanted daughters, and I'm very lucky I got two of them. <laughs> I, I adore them both, but I was thrilled. I actually, I just find, generally speaking, women to be really very kind of complex and really interesting <laughs> especially as youngsters in a way that I just, and I'm certain if I had two boys, I would be saying the exact opposite and I'd be thrilled with them. But specifically when we found out that our first was a girl, I couldn't have been happier. The other thing is we had no names lined up for boys, absolutely none. And since Amelia's our oldest, we adored the name Amelia for years and years. And so that was an easy one, right? So yeah, I was thrilled and I've remained thrilled. Now, when I talk to dads with daughters, sometimes there's fears, fears into going into, jumping into being a father to a daughter. What would you say, Evan, for both your daughters, as you look at your daughters raising them into who they are today, what was your biggest fear in raising daughters in today's society? I think that as they have gotten older and into their teenage years, I am super aware. I teach students who are mostly 18 to 21, and I am very aware of the pernicious effects of social media. And I, I just know that there is, especially with young women, there is, I think, a lot of pressure and a lot of negative messaging with body image and, and things like that in a way that, and, and this isn't to suggest that boys are immune from this, but I think that, that young women get it worse for sure. That always remains a bit of a fear. To that end, we, we held out on smartphones for as long as we possibly could with our girls, but it got to the point where they were the last ones of their friends not to have them, I think, so, which Amelia could probably talk about. But that has always been a, a fear for me. I think that it's never easy being a teenager. I think being a teenage girl has its own very specific difficulties. And I think at, at this moment in time, those are magnified in a way that that's often With two daughters, I know that I have two daughters myself. And every, each one of my daughters is very different from one another. And they both like doing different things. And so as a father, I have to find ways to connect with my daughters in different ways. So Evan, 
Talk to me about, and I'm, this is a question I'm going to ask to both of you. So talk to me about what both you, Evan, and you, Amelia, love to do together that help you to stay connected and help you to be able to, to build a stronger relationship or what you've been able to do to be able to build a, build a stronger relationship. To tell you the truth, and this really is honest, I have always been extremely grateful for the fact that I just thoroughly enjoy spending time with Amelia. I, I think that I'm aware that I, I that this is, I think, a relatively rare thing in that she and I could be, say, in the car together for hours and we talk, right? And it's fun and we laugh and we you know, have jokes and it is always a good time. We'll go walk the dog together and it, I certainly enjoy her company. I find her to be a really just a wonderful person and we have a very easy relationship. And so I actually think it's not so much a specific thing that we do together. That said, when she was very young from age, what, Amelia, I think about six, seven, eight, all the way up until about 15, she played soccer on a team that I coached. And so having that to do together was always really wonderful. And she was super easy to coach because for her, even though we played on a very good and sort of high level, you know, um, travel competitive team, she's not a hugely competitive person. She just went and played and played very well, but just enjoyed the game. If we won, we lost, we tied. It really was nice. So her mood wasn't affected by that. She was very easy to coach. So that was a very specific thing that we did together for years. And I, I'm super grateful for having had that opportunity. And I actually wound up getting that same experience with my younger daughter as well. Yeah, that's a specific thing. But I honestly, I think just just sort of generally, I next week we're heading down to College Park for the day and I'm really looking forward to that. We'll spend some time looking around campus and just going. So it's just, it's just sort of being together truly just what about you Amelia I was gonna say like the exact same thing with the soccer and like ever since I was a kid we've been like going to tournaments and stuff on the weekends we've been in the car together for like hours on end and just talking laughing it's always so much fun and like even this past summer I'm like going to tour college campuses and stuff having that time together just us and being able to talk about anything it's a lot of fun and that's been like a big part of my childhood and all the way up until now so for both of you, I think not every father is able to have that type of relationship with their daughter, and even though they want to. So what was it about what either you did, Evan, or what you did, Amelia, that has allowed for you to have that fluid conversation, that fluid relationship to be able to be as connected as you are that other dads might be able to learn from? Well, if I'm going to take that first, I think it's just that because I'm just a phenomenal dad. It's just, you know, that's really what it comes down to, right? Isn't that right, Amanda? To tell you the truth, I it, it she, and I honestly, I will say this about both of my kids, they, they make it very easy. They really, really do. I know today it's Amelia, so I'll, I'll restrain myself because my younger Molly is, is upstairs and I could I could speak glowingly about her all day as well, but I'll, I'll keep myself focused. The truth of the matter is, you know, Amelia has always been, as I say, she makes that very easy because the places in where you have, I think, conflicts, they can be centered around, say, academics, for example, but she's always been an excellent student so and a, and a self-starter. So that's always been really easy. There's no 
fighting on, hey, did you do your homework? Did you get this done? I leave her alone. She does her thing. She does it very well. I'm super proud of her in that regard. I will say this too. She's just a nice person. <laughs> I mean, it's just the reality. I was telling somebody this recently and it's kind of, it's funny, but you know, when the pandemic hit, I had stopped going to the barber. I started cutting my own hair. Sometimes the results are utterly disastrous. I mean, it really is a terrible idea. I probably should stop doing it, but I've been, I've been continuing to do it. And when I do that, even if it looks just awful, I mean, my wife will very kindly just kind of say anything. I know it's terrible, right? But she'll be very nice and not say anything. My younger daughter jokingly, and I can take it, and it's fine. She will point out that it looks just terrible, right? But Amelia will just go, oh, did you cut your hair? It looks really good. Now, I know that it doesn't, but she does that kind of thing all the time, and I'm just hugely appreciative of that. I mean, she's really very uh, a kind person, so she really does. She makes it very easy. You know, growing up, she has not been in, you know, she doesn't get herself in trouble. She really makes good decisions. She's got a good head on her shoulders. So I don't know. I mean, I, I know a lot of people who I think are, are great parents who have difficulties at, that I don't, I'm not so sure it's, it's them. I just think, you know, it's hard. Parenting is hard, but truly, uh, my, I'm very, I'm very blessed with my family. They all make it very easy. I also think he and I got very lucky because we share a lot of the same interests. So it's easy to talk and connect with one another. And I know that some people don't have that ability, but we have a lot of the things that we're both interested in, or like if I'm passionate about something, then he's very supportive and vice versa. Now I want to circle back on something that Evan, that you said, but I want Amelia, I want to get your take on it. So he talked about earlier that one of his big fears or one of your parents' biggest fears was social media and that you and your sister were probably some of the last people in their age range that probably got connected in that way. Talk to me about that impact for you and what that did for you, positive, negative, and in what you had to do to be able to have those conversations then with your dad or mom in regards to being able to move beyond and into the new reality of being able to be on social media and have phones and things like that. I've always been pretty lucky because I've never had any like bad experiences. Like I know some people who have had like bad experiences with social media and everything, but I've always been like a confident person. I don't really like that stuff doesn't really get to me. And I think that might be a result of not being able to have those things until later. <laughs> it wasn't that much later. I mean, the reason I got a phone was because I was like after school going to soccer games in middle school, like without my parents, so I need to be able to get in contact with them. And then I wasn't allowed to get social media until years later. And I had seen my friends on these things and I had learned from them and mistakes that they had made prior to me getting these things. Like, oh, I should not be doing this stuff. And then I also think schools now, they do a great job of preparing kids for these things. And I myself have done many school projects talking about these things you shouldn't do and what can happen if you do them. But I've been very lucky myself. I've managed to avoid anything pretty bad. Well, that's always a positive thing because not everybody has that. I've seen that with my own daughters that sometimes bullying happen and other things happen on social media. And you know, I've had to have multiple conversations with my own daughters about, you know, you just don't connect. Don't keep fueling the fire. Let it go. And you have to have those conversations. Sometimes those are hard to be able to have. 
because it's the way that so many young adults are talking. They talk through Snapchat or they talk through their Instagram accounts and they don't pick up the phone like your dad and I would have to be able to talk to friends. They're talking to the friends in other ways. So it's, it's just a new reality that I think all parents have to understand and they have to grapple with and get their minds around. So I talked about at the very beginning that the two of you had an opportunity to work on something together. I know, Evan, you have been an author in the past. You've published seven plus books and you've got a lot of things that are out there. So you've had an opportunity to be able to understand what that industry is like. And Amelia, you had your first book that came out, Penelope Pine, that came out in February of 2021. So it's been a little bit of time, but talk to me about the journey here. And what was it, Amelia, that made you decide you wanted to go down this route of being able to work with your dad to create this story? Okay, um, so a little backstory. Since I was in elementary school, like I've known, you know, my dad's an author, he's a teacher, and I always wanted to be an author and a teacher and a soccer player because he was too, and I always wanted to do everything that he was doing. And I actually stayed with that because I do want to be, I do want to teach when I go to college. But when I was like five, I think, I don't know, I was young, we made Penelope Pine, we made this little book, and I drew these horrendous pictures for my six-year-old drawing abilities. And the last year, I guess, the summer before that, we had the idea to kind of like remake it. Because, you know, it was a good storyline, just the pictures were a little little rough. So we decided to redo it and we kept all the story the same but just redo the pictures. And it was really fun because we spent a lot of time together and some of the drawings were bad and then you know we'd have to fix them. It was a lot of fun. So Evan talk to me about that. So your daughter comes back to you with the concept or you talk about it and what's that do for you? Because as an author yourself you know, you're kindling that fire, that passion for within your own daughter to be able to help her to see the dream come alive. Talk to me about that. So, you know, it's funny. That was, Amelia mentioned, I, I think she was six. I think she was in kindergarten. And there was a week where I think she'd gotten the flu or something, just was, was sick. It just wasn't well and was home for like a week. But for a chunk of that time, well enough to be alert, but not well enough to be in school. So we just started talking about this story. We worked it out and she does not give herself nearly enough credit. She's actually a very good artist and always has been. And the pictures even then were actually quite good. And it was just this lovely little book that we had in here in the house for years. My wife made nice copies of them and and bound it at work one day. So we had this really lovely thing. And then I don't, you know, Amelia, you may remember, I don't remember what the impetus was, but a couple of years ago, I think just out of nowhere, we're just sort of like, you know, it's a great story. (laughs) Like we should really try and get this thing out there. And, you know, at the time, I guess Amelia was probably in maybe 10th grade. And I do remember thinking, you know, if you can get this thing published, that's going to be really good on the, you know, the college resume, right? It's going to really help you, I think, uh, because that's going to be a relatively unique thing. So, you know, we were talking earlier about, you know, she may wind up the University of Maryland, for example. I mean, they just had 55,000 applicants for the freshman class that, you know, that she, it's a lot of people. So how do you, how do you stand out, right? I imagine of that group, there were not that many that had a published book. And so we started looking around for publishers and I was able there to, to navigate that pretty well because I, like I say, I have, I have worked with a lot of different publishers. The difficult thing we had to figure out was we don't possess a computer program that would have taken those pictures. I mean, I was 
PDFing them and then sending them off to the publisher and just the, the definition just wasn't, it wasn't right. And they were wonderful to work with. They're out in Las Vegas. They're called Histria books. And they said, you know, if she wants to take another crack at it and, and change the pictures, but she has to use these programs. And she was busy with, you know, school and everything else. And so eventually we just said, you know what, if you have a different illustrator, that that's fine. And so they used her pictures, which she redid a couple of years ago as the basis. And it came out, I think, looking, you know, really, really good actually i quite like it and it's a lovely book and it's a hardback and yeah it's just a really nice thing to have and i think as i was as she mentioned i mean i don't want to overstate the matter i'm not exactly on the new york times bestseller list but i do have i don't even was it i think 11 books and so since she's been born there's always every year or two there's another you know i have another book there and so i think that's sort of easy to take for granted but i think as she's gotten older she realizes that's a that's a difficult process so having gone through that herself i think uh you know it was was a nice kind of education and i would not be remotely surprised if when all is said and done she has quite a few more under her belt at some point it's always fun to find your your passion to find your story to tell your story and to share your story in a way that is meaningful for you whether it's in in print whether it's as a podcast whether it's in video you know, storytelling is so important because it allows for you to be able to share something of yourself. Now, Amelia, there are other kids that are out there, there are other dads out there that know that their kids have a story to tell. What would you say to those those kids, those dads, about being able to work together, being able to get those stories out into the world? I guess just really focus on making it fun because that's what I remember most, not so much like the actual process, but that like my dad was painting the backs of the pages for me and then I was tracing over the, like working together and it was really fun. Like we were teasing each other, like making fun of each other's art skills and painting skills and that was a lot of fun. So it's not, I don't think I would have remembered it as enjoyable if we had been like bickering the whole time it's I think it's really important to make sure that you know you're having a fun time if you need those breaks and take those breaks but just don't like spend too much time doing it at once but if you have an idea then you should try to think of a fun way like a book or something like that to get it out there or like a podcast that'd be fun too I do have to say if I could jump in very quickly that is I mean she makes a very good point we did this project initially because it was a fun thing to do together truly and it was only like 10 years later, I said, you know, let's see what we can do with this thing. That was never the end goal. It wound up being a really nice kind of bonus. But I mean, she's right. It was just a, it was a fun thing to do together. Truly. That's really all it was. And I think initially it was like in the summer and it was just, you know, hundred degrees outside. And it was just kind of like, right, this is a nice thing to do inside when the weather was not particularly nice when we were painting the pictures and all that. Well, I love this because I think that every father and daughter They need to find ways in which to connect, whether it be through writing together, whether it be through hiking together, whether it be through biking together, whatever it is that you can find, whether it's something that I'm going to say that as a father, I have a passion for that I want to share with my daughter or a that's something that my my daughter has that she wants to share with me. It's so important to be able to find those ways to connect because it's going to make, as you said earlier, having fatherhood can not only be not always be easy, but it makes it easier when you have those easy connects, kind of like what you said, Amelia. You know, one thing that allowed for you to be able to have that connection with your dad has been an opportunity for you, the two of you, to share like things. And I think that that makes the journey of parenting even easier as well. Now, I always finish our interviews with what I like to call our fatherhood five, where I ask you five more questions to delve a little bit deeper into both of you. 
Usually it's just the dad, but because I have a dad and a daughter here, I'm going to give both of you some questions to answer. And I'm going to start with Amelia, and then Evan gets to answer. So Amelia, in one word, what is fatherhood? I want to say leadership, but I think it's like more fun than that, you know, more lighthearted. But I can't think of a good word at the moment. What about you, Evan? Well, I mean, the obvious answer is love, right? (laughs) But assuming that's a given, um, I would say uh, support. I think when the kids know that even when they inevitably screw up, make a mistake, whatever, we're here for them. We love them. We support them. If you give a little latitude, you find your way, you know, there's inevitably going to be some bad decisions on both ends. And I think I think our kids know that, you know, I'm far from a perfect dad. I'll make mistakes, say the wrong thing occasionally, you know, all that. But I think if we both know we're all doing our best, that's the important part. Now, Amelia, when was a time that you feel that your dad finally succeeded? being a dad to a daughter. There was one time during a soccer game where I like made some kind of mistake or something. I don't know, but I was really upset and like that didn't happen often. So I came off the field and I was like crying and all my teammates were all mad at me. And it was just like one stupid little thing, but it really bothered me. And he was just like, he didn't really come to me as a coach at the time. He came to me more as a father. And he was telling me like, it's okay, it's just one mistake. And like, I knew it, but it was nice to hear it from someone who I look up to as a father and as a coach, like seeing both sides of it. And that's just one example of, I don't know, he's always been very supportive and good to me. So what about you, Evan? Is there a moment that you can pinpoint for yourself? Well, you know, I was going to make a, I was going to make a joke and say that the moment I was a great dad is when I I met her boyfriend and I was really nice. <laughs> right? I mean, I did, you know what I mean? Like I didn't, you know, I didn't threaten him. I didn't, you know, I was just I was just cool with him, right? No, he's a, he's a good guy. He is. But yeah, I I will say though, I do have to actually comment on that. See, I, this is what's really wonderful about this. Her answer is absolutely remarkable to me because I know precisely what she's talking about, and I had absolutely no idea that she even remembered that. It was quite a while ago, and it doesn't surprise me if she remembers that. But we've never spoken about it. I don't think, right? I mean, yeah, I don't think it's ever come up. But it's a really important reminder that just these little moments that I truly didn't think that much of had a big impact. And that's a, it's just really important to remember that we have an outsized, you know, influence and impact on our children. And what I thought was a relatively small thing apparently was much bigger. So that's kind of a nice reminder. Now, Amelia, how, if both you and your sister were in the room and I asked you, how would you both describe your dad? I think we would both say that he's a very Like, he's one of our best friends. We like to do anything with him, even if it's just, I personally love going to the grocery store with him. Even, you know, boring, simple stuff like that. Like, we will do anything, even if he's just, you know, going out somewhere, he'll always ask if we want to go, and then we generally will. You know, we like to spend time with him. And he's always, like, he's always been, you know, very nice and friendly, and we like to do things with him and spend time with him. Now, Evan... Who inspires you to be a better dad? I know you want an answer, but there's really no conscious thing. I mean, truly, I, I, I think, I don't know, I've just, I've always been acutely aware, even since I was a little kid, that I don't know how I sort of knew this, but even as a child, you know, you assume that your parents are these sort of gargantuan figures, right? That they know everything that they've read. 
And I, I think I knew even then that they were actual human beings uh, who make mistakes and so forth. And I have always tried to be very aware of that. And I've tried to always remember that just a small cutting comment, right? Like you don't even mean much, just a, even if it's a joke or whatever, can have a, a really outsized impact and it can really make a difference. And so, you know, you ask the question who, you know, inspires me to be a better father. I liked, this sounds horribly self-involved, but I like to think that I inspire myself in that way. And, and I mean that in both negatively and, and positive. I certainly like to think that on those moments when I fall short, I'm aware of it and I let my children know, hey, I wasn't good here. I could have done better here or I owe you an apology or so forth. And I would like to think that minimally that that if I ever do that, my kids can say, hey, buddy, you know, you, you messed up here. <laughs> and that's fine. Not only is that okay, but it's, it's good to hear, I think. Because if that happened, they're not just doing it because they're in a bad mood or they're angry or something. They're just being honest, which I really respect. You know, we're buddies and we're friends, but we're not peers. I am their father, right? I am the parent, so I do have to be heavy sometimes. But, you know, that does not mean that I, I can't mess up. So <laughs> I need to be very aware of that constant. This stuff goes really, really quickly. I mean, you know, we're talking about college. She's, she's off in the fall. I mean, like, you know, she was born yesterday, right? So yeah, I just, I just enjoy every moment of this. You know, when she said, I asked them if they want to come with me, that's not an obligation. I enjoy their company. I mean, I'm always thrilled when they come with me to the, to the, as she mentioned the grocery store. I mean, that does mean that we're going to double the bill though, because she must have this and that and 16 gallons of ice cream and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But you know, it's okay. It's okay. I'll miss those annoying things when I'm, you know, when they don't happen. I'm sure that no matter where she goes for college, she wouldn't mind you coming and bailing her out with some snacks. <laughs> I'm sure of that. Yep. Now, Amelia, we're getting to the end of our interview. And as you both have given a bunch of different pieces of advice, but what's one piece of advice you'd want to give to all dads? I guess just find those things to connect with your, not just your daughters, but your children in general. Because that really makes a relationship stronger. Like if your child feels really strongly about something, then if you don't know anything about it, you should, you know, do some research on it. See if you can, even if it's just for like a school project or something, if you sense that they might need help, then look these things up, try to help them. Or if it's just like, oh, I have an interest in, you know, playing guitar or something, then you could either teach them if you knew how or try to learn with them. It's just, those also create like bonding opportunities, which I also think are very important. But just try to find like those little things to connect with because they are very important. What about you, Evan? Yeah, absolutely. I would echo that. I mean, and again, I mean, I, I'm aware that, that in an, an arena like this, we, we, we want to put forth our best face and everything else. I really am sincere when I say, you know, what we started with that I, I just, I feel incredibly lucky because my kids do make it very easy. And I, I do have a genuine interest in them because I like them as people. I mean, I'm obligated to love them, right? Them and their dad, but I really do like them as well. And what Amelia just mentioned is, is absolutely the case. So when, you know, she said the guitar, her, her sister just turned 16 last week, a week ago today and that was uh one of her gifts was a new guitar and and actually the three of us already have a plan to sit down and, and play together and i've been refereeing with her sister we referee together soccer games which is just a ton of fun and it's great to watch her you know grow into that role and yeah and again like i say i just uh it's if me and their mother did our jobs correctly when they turn 18 they get independent they go away and they don't really need us so much that's that's good that means we did a good job but if that's the case we don't get the benefit of getting to see them every day and 
it just goes so incredibly quickly. So I'm very aware, like I really want to bank as many of these opportunities to be together as possible because, you know, there's a point at which that's going to become more and more difficult. So even if it's just a trip to the grocery store, like she said, it's just another opportunity to just be together, laugh together. And those are hugely important. Well, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to both of you for being here today, for sharing your story, for sharing the relationship that you have with one another. If people want to find out more about the book, about you, where should they go? Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Amelia? Just they could come visit us at home. We could (laughs) hang out in the backyard. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I have a website that hasn't been updated in two years. I should probably get on to that. What do you think, Amelia? I don't know. Any place where you're sort of hanging out? <laughs> I don't know. know. I did mention the publisher. The book, It's called, you can find the book there at their website, Histria, H-I-S-T-R-I-A. And they have an imprint called History of Kids. That's where that one is. It's also on Amazon. So that's where they'll find the book. As far as, as us, yeah, we don't have much of a huge internet presence, I don't think, do we? Well, as I said, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your time, for sharing your relationship, and for being with me today. And I wish you all the best. Well, thank thank you. you so much for having us. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons, we make the meals, we buy them presents. Bring your A-game, cause those kids are growing fast. The time goes by just like a dynamite blast. Calling astronauts and firemen, carpenters and muscle men. Get out and be the world to Be the best dad you can be. Be the best dad you can be.